welcome to Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. I thought I was losing my mind over here because I went to go look at First Chronicles chapter 9. I was looking at, I saw all the highlights. And I remember the part where he was talking about how the Israelites are unfaithful. I was like, I read this already. I read this already. Then I realized, oh yeah, I recorded the, the episode this morning. So... We're actually on First Chronicles chapter 10. I was going to do one quick chapter. I was going to do two, but then I remembered, hey, you did one this morning. So I try to do two a day. I probably should increase to three a day, but hey, this is why it's called Chew the Bible, not swallow and uh, devour the Bible. It's chew on it. The death of King Saul. Now the Philistines attacked Israel and the men of Israel fled before them. Many were slaughtered on the slopes of Mount Gilboa. The Philistines closed in on Saul and his sons, and they killed three of his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Makashua. The fighting grew very fierce around Saul, and the Philistine archers caught up with him and wounded him. Saul groaned to his armor bearer, Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come... Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to taunt and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it and committed suicide. When his armor bearer realized that Saul was dead, he fell on his own sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died there together, bringing his dynasty to an end. Now it's my belief and the belief of many other Christians that Saul is actually in heaven. So this would be an example of of suicide somebody because there's certain people that believe if you commit suicide that you're going straight to hell and here's an example of Saul committing suicide and many believe many Christians are the belief that he is in heaven right now so that just to give some of y'all comfort or hope for those of y'all who have had family members who've committed suicide who are were Christians and they gave their life to Christ but they, for whatever reason, had a mental health lapse or just life became overwhelming and they decided to take their own life. It doesn't mean necessarily mean that they're not in heaven. And ultimately, it's between them and the Lord. But it does help for family members to have some kind of comfort that to know that their their loved one is, you know, in heaven in time with Jesus Cause that whole philosophy, but then because there's also that whole philosophy that everybody's going to heaven. It's like, uh, if everybody was going to heaven, then that just mean we all could just live any old kind of way, and that hev- that means hell isn't real. So, yeah. Anyway, that's some conversations from when we get to the New Testament. I'll save it for that. When his armor bearer realized that Saul was dead, he fell on his own sword and died. Yep, he the armor bearer committed suicide. Yeah, so Saul and his three sons died there together, bringing his dynasty to an end. Verse 7, when all the Israelites in the Jezreel Valley saw that their army had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their towns and fled. So the Philistines moved in and occupied their towns. The next day, when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his sons on Mount Gilboa. So they stripped off Saul's armor and cut off his head. 
Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death before they, their idols into the people throughout the land of Philistia. Philistia. They placed his armor in the temple of their gods, and they fastened his head to the temple of Dagon. But when everyone in Jabesh-Gilead heard about everything the Philistines had done to Saul, all their mighty warriors brought the bodies of Saul and his sons back to Jabesh. Then they buried their bones beneath the great tree at Jabesh, and they fasted for seven days. So Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He failed to obey the Lord's command, and he even consulted a medium. Instead of asking the Lord for guidance, so the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. I can relate to Saul on so many levels. I've been unfaithful to the Lord. I failed to obey his commands. And I've even consulted a, uh, not a medium, but she was, she read tarot cards or whatever. It gives me the heebie-jeebie just thinking about it that I actually did that. I was, I was, I was on some, I was wilding out, y'all, after my divorce. I was a lost soul, for real. For those of y'all got friends that got divorced, like, check up on, check on them, because they may not be okay, because divorce will make you do some great, can, it won't, it doesn't necessarily have to. But it can make folks do some crazy stuff afterward, like behold different people. Um, I really was just acting out, rebelling, trying to get God's attention in a way. So I felt rejected and like ignored by him, I guess would be the word to say. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I felt abandoned. So, even though his word says he'll never leave you or forsake you. Dear Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this short word. Only 14 verses. I pray to speak to our hearts, God. Transform our minds. Lord, I just pray for those who can relate to those times where we've been unfaithful. And where we have failed to obey your commands and even consulted mediums or Ouija boards or tarot cards, any of the any any uh, demonic uh, open ourselves, open doors to the demonic realm, Lord. And um, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, first of all, I break those ties. I break. We shut those doors. Anyway, we've allowed the enemy in, Lord. I pray I break off all shame. And regret, Lord, because your word says that uh, salvation is a free gift. We thank you for that. It's a free gift that, yeah, we accept freely. And and it's something that, um, yeah, that it's a free gift so that nobody, not by our works, not saved by our works, so that nobody can boast in our goodness, or our ability to be faithful to you, God, as all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So help us to always remember that. Thank you for Jesus being the new covenant that provides a way of salvation. 
And uh, Lord, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pray that this weekend will be a blessed week for everyone. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right. I am about to. uh, I'm so tempted. I go through these phases where I grow my hair out. And then I have these like thoughts like "Hmm, I should just shave it all off. I should just shave it all off. Should just shave it all off. Go back to Kobe Mamba mode, and I was like, Nah, I remember what it's like to be Mamba. Oh, it's cool, but I don't know. I like having hair too. It's weird. Wish I could. I honestly wish I could really get away with wearing a wig. I guess, but wigs are uncomfortable. I wish I could have days where I could just wear my hair however I wanted to. Just like point to it. Like in a video game, like a simulation, and just be like, boop, all right, you're bald, boop, now you have hair, boop, you're bald, now you have hair. I think just the whole idea of just, yeah, touching my hair and just feeling all this wool on my head, this doesn't feel natural because my whole life I've always had like a low, yeah, low hair, a bald, pretty much cut bald my whole life. So when I decided to start growing my hair out in the last couple years, I don't know, it's kind of off and on. My hair would be so long if I just left it alone when I first started growing it out. It would be so long right now, but well. Uh, part of the reason, two other reasons why I started growing my hair out is cause, because um one, I look kind of, I don't know, personally, I feel like I look kind of goofy, bald. And yeah, I have, I'm self-conscious about these fat rolls in the back of my head. And I do have little grooves, grooves in my head. And then uh, some women are, I don't know, some women are attracted to bald men, but some men, women are like, you're bald, I don't know. Even though a dude in the Bible got made fun of. Was it Elijah that got made fun of because he was bald? And I kind of got these little balds. Like, my hair is kind of faint along my lining. So it looks kind of weird even when it's growing out. I don't know. I'm going to start combing it over or something. It's this aging stuff, man. It sucks to be aging and be single and be 34. Like, all at once It's just... The worst concoction ever. They got forehead wrinkles now. I just noticed like every little thing about me, man. Every little thing that I don't like. I gotta like constantly. Thank God I have a brother who's constantly encouraging me and telling me I'm a handsome man. Cause I'm gonna be feeling handsome. I feel old, man, and socially awkward. And the thought runs through my head like, don't nobody want this. Ain't nobody gonna want somebody that got four kids on child support, lives with his pops, doesn't have a job. Like, I just think of all these negative things, and I gotta stay positive. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but I said that all to say, like, hey, pray for a brother, because I know I have a lot of good things going for me, but it's hard to see the good when. You deal with so much rejection, like when you put yourself out there, you know? So, and it's like, why did I even do that? So, and, oh man, I don't know. I feel like this whole single life would be way easier if I was a woman, maybe. I don't know. 
because they're like women are like camels. They can store up all that sexual energy, man. But guys, it's something else. It's 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 almost like the best way I can describe it is imagine. How would I say this? Hoover Dam. Oh, let's just say the Mississippi River. Imagine if you try to dam up the Mississippi River, even for a day. Like eventually, that that, that dam, boy, it'll have to be a very strong dam. Cause very strong, and that's what it's like for me every day. It's like the Mississippi River, man, being dammed up. All this energy wanting to flow. <laughs> As old dude Sherman Clemens said, I got all this love to give, and I want to give it all to you. I waited all day. No, that's that's actually Teddy P, but Sherman Clump sang it in Nutty Professor. Gotta, 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 gotta. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm talking crazy. Y'all have a good, good, wonderful night and an awesome weekend, and uh, we'll be back in First Chronicles chapter 11.